Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the she in tradition. Oh. I'm ready. Just oh, yeah, like this topic makes me. I like in the, in October, I sort of just like sprinkle uh-huh. Christmas on. Mm-hmm. So I give myself I, like, hey, you want to listen to Christmas music? Oh, Great. Do you? Not every day. Okay. But just like, are yeah. you feeling it for a second? Okay. <laughs> or a specific song? Okay. Okay. But I don't. And then, you know, like, we, Georgia, George, the one thing I do all year round is we read The Grinch. Okay. Because that's yeah. just a Dr. Seuss book for the rest of the year. Okay. But then, obviously, Fair. it's extra important in yeah. the holiday season. Obviously. Um, but so yeah, we read that. I have this really cool. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah. Well, no. <laughs> so I, um, I pull out all of my Christmas mood on November first. Okay. So that's when it officially, officially that's when, happens for me too. Yeah, it's like, and then I, I like to have my Christmas decorations up for Thanksgiving. Okay. We are going to be traveling for Thanksgiving this right. year, so okay. we'll just probably put them up earlier. Yeah. No, we do uh, Christmas decorations Black Friday. Right. So that's the, I think like that's a good... Day after, because it's kind of like... I I don't love the day after a holiday, because uh-huh. like the previous day, you like went super hard, and it was super exciting, right. and then you wake up the next day, and it's kind of like... Just over. Uh, so I try, I just think, okay, well, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Now we are putting that tree up. Right. Now moving on. That's the wonderful part about this time of year is it's just like thing, 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 thing. Yes. Fun. And it. Joy. Disappears before your eyes. Right. And. So you have to start early. You have to start. Yeah. Yeah. I started buying Christmas gifts in August. Yes. This year, especially because, you know. Yes. I, I do feel like uh yeah, stuff's just taking longer to get here and it's just been crazy. That kind of thing. So uh I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the tree. But I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm not trying to skip Thanksgiving or anything. Oh yeah, no. No no. It'll be fun. We are not the type of people that love Christmas so much that it covers no. everything. Thanksgiving no. is like pre-Christmas, yeah. but it's still Thanksgiving. It's like the kickoff game. Right. It's what it feels like to right. me. And, you know, if you really want to stretch it, you can even push it all the way back to Halloween. You could. And be like, okay, today is kind of when... It's the kickoff. It's the party. Like, yeah. this is where the parties and mm-hmm. the getting together starts. It's all starting now. Right. Yep. Okay, well, Hi. Um, did we even, we didn't even get there. We're too excited. My name's Summer Yeager. I'm Joy. Here's my beautiful beautiful co-host, Joy. (laughs) Ooh, that was new. We've never done that one before. Um, Joy and I were just discussing whether or not you all have that one friend that like bounces their leg, you know, Uh like a lot. And, um, apparently I was kind of. I was doing that and it was making the table move a little bit. And then Joy was like, what is that? But when, right before she said, what is that? The studio ghost like dropped something over here. Oh. So I was like, he oh, I was like, oh, it's the studio ghost. And then she thought I meant something about the table. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, I don't find the leg bounce annoying. And when other people do, like, I find it very, um, I think it's a self-soothe. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make me think of anxiety at all but then I realized that's because my dad does that uh-huh. so I've never thought of it as like an anxiety move I just right. like got it from my dad uh, and I also had another realization this week which is that my transformation into James White might be complete because two things 
You still have quite a bit of hair. I do. I mean, not enough, honestly. (laughs) It's falling out at an extraordinary rate. Oh, no. But But that's okay. But um, I have a reptile that I love. You do. I love him or her, whatever that tortoise is. We won't know until... But we will know. We will know. There is... There that uh, Cheddar is either Cheddar a is boy either a boy or a, or a girl. girl, but too young to know yet, which is so hard for me. It's so hard for me not to know. But I have a reptile that I just love. I like won't even let anybody else feed him <laughs> because I feel like they'll do it wrong. They're gonna do it wrong, or with less love. Yeah, and not enough vitamins. Mm-hmm. And also, um, we have this new thing. <laughs> There's this new thing that we do. And when I say we, I mean Cheddar and I. <laughs> okay. I'm already imagining you like skipping through a meadow <laughs> holding his little hand. Me too. I imagine it too. Um, if I put my finger or my nose on the glass, he comes uh-huh. and boops it <laughs> with his nose. <laughs> and it's just like, it makes me so, it makes me so happy. His mom. Like, it's the best. And I think this is part of why I jealously want to be the one that feeds him because I want him to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what. Who I am. That's how you do it. <laughs> yes. If you want the animal to like you the most, yes. you feed him. I remember, man, we got a dog. Um, and I just remember being like, Mom, why won't the dog sleep in my bed? Like, why won't he come in here? Like, I keep calling him. And I want him to be in here with me. Yeah. And he just won't come in here. Um, and I don't think I tortured him very much. But I but could you... probably tell you why our cat did not <laughs> want to come in my room. Because we had that cat for a long time. And little kids and cats are just, just quite a mixture. <laughs> no, my parents have two cats. And both of them disappear when my kids are around. Yeah. They are yeah. gone. Cat- Kids are just a little too unpredictable for, for cats, a cat. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, uh, I'm obsessed with the reptile. Yes. And I said something to my husband yesterday. This is actually his idea. He was like, this is, this is it. Like, you've completely transformed into your father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't have to do mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. But he asked me how uh, my workout went. And I was like, oh, man. It was absolutely awesome. I feel horrible. You gave him your results. Everything hurts. Feet, yeah. feet ascended. <laughs> well, I have like all the numbers, the PRs, and how much pain I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is, yeah, you're done. Mm-hmm. You have nothing You else. are one oxygen tent away <laughs> yes. from being your dad. Yes, exactly. exactly. I mean, that's it. Anyway, so. And many hairs. And ma- oh, many, many hairs. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> Very nice of you to say. So I got the leg bounce, the reptile, and the really, like, I don't even know how to start my day. Now I know why my dad works out every day. Because, like, once you do it and then you take a day off, it's depressing. You're like, well, I don't have any numbers Like, today. I don't, I have no numbers. I'm just here at my house. I'm not even sweaty. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to do. I was, like, depressed the other morning because I, I was, like... Do I just get dressed for the day? What do I do? <laughs> anyway, that's me. That's hi. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. This is our pre-Thanksgiving discussion. Mm-hmm. And um, I do, I am going to be disappointed if we don't share with our listeners your recipe for oh sausage balls. <laughs> Because I guess I should probably look it up and just tell in you your what brain. I would do. Look it up in your brain is where because so we we I mean I think maybe it was me. I told you guys last year Joy um had us over, me and my girls for a little Christmas party. Yes. And uh she made these sausage balls that all of us were just talking about forever and then we mentioned it to you guys and i think for like the following six months i was getting messages and they were like we need joy's recipe and then and i was supposed to get it and i, I think just, at one point i did i gave up i was but like now i don't, I don't know, you know what i even did last year all i know is i <laughs> it was it was delicious 
<laughs> we're okay. We're sharing recipes. We're so many, sharing holiday traditions. That's what we're doing today. So many of my recipes are from the internet, but with like a twist. Fifteen changes. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. So we should just have a cooking show. <laughs> is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I am not a. Can great... we just do audio? Yeah, audio is fine. I'm sure that gets. Let me that's just the same effect. Yeah, there's like just like bang some pots and pans together as we talk. <laughs> Can you guys hear the steam hissing in the background? We'll get the studio no, ghost involved. You can't see, but we have pre-baked one of these <laughs> to show you, or so that you can hear it. Perfect. In advance. Yeah. No, that's a um, great plan. Well, I really don't. I, I don't know what to tell you about the sausage balls. What did you put in them? Sausage. What kind? Um. Usually, well, it just kind of depends on what you like. Obviously, I think I prefer. No, what do you like? I think breakfast sausage. Okay. Works a little bit better than Italian sausage. Okay. But it does kind of depend on the flavor profile you're going for well, i'm going for yours okay so breakfast sausage cream cheese softened cream cheese um cheddar cheese mm-hmm. and then some kind of binding agent so usually a lot of times i'll try to make them gluten-free because my we have gluten-free in my family um and so a good binder if you think of it like a meatball is like an egg and then some sure. sort of dried something. Crum- crumbly. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of them on the internet call for Bisquick. But oh. you can use gluten-free flour. Bisquick? Yeah. Um, okay. I wasn't expecting that. And then that. what I ended up doing for on Christmas Eve, I usually make them. And I had run out of gluten-free stuff. And then my gluten-free family wasn't coming over. So I was like, oh, okay. And I ended up putting a bunch of Dots pretzels into a so food processor. Good. So good. Dots and pretzels. And using an egg plus that. Yeah. And it's really not even, I mean, use the whole thing of sausage. Use the whole thing of cream cheese. Put however much cheddar you want in there. And then an egg and some binding. But, like, just go based off of how it looks. Then throw it on a pan and put it in the oven at 400 degrees for some amount of time until they so appear good. to be done. <laughs> so good. If they're brown on the outside, as long yeah. as you don't make them huge. Right. They're, if they're brown on the outside, they should be. Cooked. They're fine. You can like, I like to flip them and stuff too. So they, you know, maybe like turn on the broil. You can also put, I think I put like garlic and. I'm going to really enjoy putting this in the show notes. It's right. just like, use mm-hmm. it all. And yeah. then. Like blend, but like with your hands. <laughs> right. And well, then and you form. Don't, if you use Dots pretzels, you do not have to use a lot of your seasonings because that Cause it's stuff full of will seasoning. Like, oh my do goodness. it for you. If so you I, actually, Dots. I actually really do recommend using the Dots pretzels as your binder because they were really tasty. It was yeah. a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think one thing I, I, because I did not come from a very large family. So, like, our get-togethers were never really huge. Mm-hmm. Like, my aunt has one daughter. Uh, and then, like, it's just my brother and I. And then it would be, like, a lot of adults. So, not just, like, we didn't have, a t- like, huge yeah. gatherings or whatever. And so, I didn't really grow up figuring out what I wanted to cook. It was, like, my grandpa made the best turkey and dressing you've ever had everybody kind of had their own thing there wasn't much to add to it and so since I have a little bit bigger I have a big bigger family than I grew up in and we tend to have more people over I've just been challenging myself to figure out how to make one good homemade thing like and this is the one thing I can say like I did that because when you're growing into it it's can be extremely overwhelming and if you're trying to do 85 things really well you probably won't yeah but if you're trying to do one or two things really well you can accomplish a lot so I guess what I'm trying to say is like can you if you want to challenge yourself this year or like how can I make something how can I make this feel more special for my kids like just challenge yourself can I make one homemade item really well And so uh, if every year you're learning how to make one thing really well, 
in four years, you're going to be able to make four dishes really well. And I know that's simple, obvious math, but like, that's how you get there. Right. Well, uh, and if you're willing to do that, then like your kids don't, won't have to do that. They're right. just born into this. Right. These 12 recipes mm-hmm. and then they can yeah. add to it. Yeah. Um, and I think it too, it, they feel that like they yeah. see that. And so um, just one really simple one is I decided last year for Christmas that I wanted, I want my kids to grow up thinking they had, oh, this is what we had for like Christmas morning. Right. Like I wanted them to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last year I kind of was just saying, I think I asked my kids, like, if you could have something on Christmas morning, what would it be? And immediately January yelled French toast, which I've never made in my whole life. Oh, okay. And but that's a classic Christmas morning. Why did she? She's five. Mm-hmm. Why did she say that? Mm-hmm. Where did she's never had French toast before? So I was like, well, okay, like this is I'm gonna learn how to make French toast, and that's and so what's so funny is so that was Christmas morning last year, <laughs> and already all every single one of the kids have asked me, you're gonna make French toast for breakfast on Christmas, right? And it's so funny because we did that last year. It was the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And it was a hit. Everyone liked it. Uh, but I guess the reason I'm telling that story is to say that you can make a tradition much more quickly than you oh, think yeah. you can. Yes, yes. Because I thought – so I, I committed last year. I'm going to make French toast if it's good. Mm-hmm. Then I'm that's it. I'm going to make French right. toast. That's going to be Christmas well, morning. Yeah, you can say that. And it doesn't matter how many, there's no like, Mm-mm. it doesn't have to, you don't have to, there's no like a proving grounds for the tradition. It's just like, oh yeah, every year we, we have, did that. we have French toast Christmas breakfast. The kids already How long have you been is. doing that? Right. One Once, year. Last year. One year. Last year. <laughs> I just think, you know, a lot of times people, they don't like dig into stuff like this. At least I know I didn't personally sometimes just thinking like, I'm not capable of doing that. Like it feels too big to make a tradition. And it turns out a lot of traditions are actually accidental. Right. Um, yeah. So sometimes you can't force it. <laughs> no. But the fact that the kids were so into it. But well, and kids pick up on traditions oh, very yes. easily yes. as they, I think are meant to. Kids right. are meant to pick up traditions. Mm-hmm. This is why we teach them the catechism. This is, they repeat after me, right? right. Like that's the first thing you teach a kid really is repeat after me and they do that like they're built to do that Mm -hmm. and so I want to lay kind of a foundation now of like this is what we do yeah um and so I also think you know one really great way to love your family through this time of year is to find that one thing Find And your husband, find that one thing that your husband likes or find that one thing that your kids really like and just make sure that that's a priority. It's almost like this is the time of year where you get to put a love letter on a tray and then hand it to people. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm so, I, what I've found is people are very simple. I mean, my kids aren't asking for, uh, you know just absolute crazy things that you can only find in like a boulangerie that I can't make. Mm -hmm. Like my husband wants a tray of deviled eggs. Yeah. Like it's easy. Mm -hmm. Like it's very simple. Uh, But he knows he can count on the tray of deviled eggs. Like that's going to be there. And the kids already believe they can count on a platter of French toast. And it's like, these things are actually very simple. Um, but just find those little things and key into them. And maybe if it's like overwhelming, like, well, I've never made a tray of deviled eggs before. Well, you're not going to until you do it. Like, right. And it's an opportunity for everyone's sanctification. So if yeah. your deviled eggs are horrible, <laughs> yeah, then your children and your husband can respectfully eat one and <laughs> move on. Move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can practice being content and joyful and cheerful, even in a trial. <laughs> The trial of the bad deviled eggs. I personally think deviled eggs are pretty, they'd probably be pretty hard to mess up. But those are the types of things you can go for. Go I for feel things like that really aren't. You make be really up. good deviled eggs. What was your secret? You had oh, a secret. I put like a little bit of curry in mine. Curry it makes that was them yellower. And then you take instead of 
And then you just take like a little piece of bacon and you put it on top of That's each right. one. That's right. No, that was really good or last maybe year. Even a jalapeno sometimes. Ooh. Just depending on how you feel. About I'm gonna that. have to get a jalapeno for that. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. It really um, just and then with the crunchiness of the bacon. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Well, um, I think I've given my Brussels sprout recipe before, but uh, I was asked for it again because someone in book club was like, Brussels sprouts are gross. And I was like, not to flex or anything, mm-hmm. but I can make even small children eat, eat Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Right. Um, so I might be proving you wrong. So just going to throw it out there that, and I do, I make Brussels sprouts probably five times a week for myself. Maybe two of those is for the whole family, but I eat them a lot for lunch. Um, but the secret ingredient, well, there's the, you have to know how to cook them, number one. But the secret ingredient is cocoa aminos. That's my secret ingredient often. It's really slept on. It's really slept on. I mean, on. partially because Costco is making it really hard for us to get I'm really good, upset affordable about that. cocoa aminos. But. I'm really upset about that. Um, so not all cocoa aminos are the same. Just so you guys know, you can get um, you can get them pretty much anywhere. Liquid aminos are not the same thing. Just it's super important that you know that. Uh, cocoa aminos, the best one is from Big Tree Farms. And you used to be able to get them like a big thing of it at Costco, our Costco, but they pulled it. So now I have to go to like Safeway or Albertsons. That's the only mm-hmm. place they have them and they have them in small bottles, but it's totally worth it because it makes everything taste way better. Um, I was going to say when you made me lunch the other day, yeah, I could tell that there was cocoa aminos, cocoa aminos in it. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder if she took the plunge and purchased the $45 bottle no. on Amazon. No, I didn't. <laughs> I sent my husband to Albertsons. And had him buy a couple bottles, and it's like gold now because it's it's pretty expensive per bottle well, compared I feel to that you use yeah, some naturally. I mean, well, yeah, because for whatever reason, it's one of those things that when it comes in a smaller bottle, you know, there are some things that are just it's the so smaller dumb. bottle is so much more yeah expensive. Yes, seven dollars for that small bottle, but it was nine ninety nine for the right. big one. And it's super frustrating. Anyway, all that to say, just get cocoa aminos. <laughs> but the Big Tree Farms is the best one. Um, anyway, so you have to sear the inside of the Brussels sprout in a cast iron first. Super, super hot because it leaches all the water out. So that's step number one. Because remember, Brussels sprouts are just baby cabbages. Right. They're tiny baby cabbages. Mm-hmm. Any Any vegetable is just a vessel for hidden water. Keep it in mind. Get it out is the moral of the story. <laughs> Unless you like wet food. Sear it. And no <laughs> one, and then only people in Tennessee enjoy wet food, I have learned. So you want to like leach it all out first in like a super hot cast iron. And then I go in with onion powder, lots of garlic powder. I mean too much garlic powder. And then pepper. And then if I've gone to Trader Joe's, in the previous three weeks, it'll have onion salt from Trader Joe's. Oh, very nice. Only, only Trader Joe's makes the right onion salt. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to go there and buy the onion salt, just skip it entirely. Uh, and pepper. And then you do that till they're soft. And then the, the like total key here to all of this is that once they're soft enough that you can stab them, then you turn the heat all the way to the lowest setting and you add in about three tablespoons of the cocoa aminos and then you let that caramelizes on the Brussels sprouts Mm -hmm. and you let them sit in that for about five minutes and stir and children will eat it. I mean, it's so good that small children will eat these Brussels sprouts. Uh, And I will probably make them for Thanksgiving dinner. It's not a traditional side, but I'll probably make them unless there's an uproar, in which case... I'll make my green bean casserole. Okay, so they would replace green bean casserole in your mind? or I just have to... I think they're good if you don't like green bean casserole. Mm -hmm. But of course, I think if you don't like green bean casserole, it's just because you're making it wrong. Okay. And I don't think green bean casserole is supposed to be made with cream of mushroom. Okay, what do you make? So I know that's the traditional way and all that. Um, but green bean casserole is much better if you don't use any canned anything, get the fresh green beans. Um, but the sauce you want to make, uh, with bacon grease and almond flour. So what you do is you cook bacon in a pan, take the bacon out, leave the grease in Mm -hmm. and then cook onion 
in the grease and then add almond flour and some heavy cream, salt and pepper, stir that up. And then that becomes your... So you're making like gravy. You're making a gravy essentially, uh, but it's bacon fat gravy. Right. And then you put that with all the bacon. Any real animal fat gravy is just truly superior. I actually have gravy on my... Oh, good. Because I'm really bad at gravy. Well. <laughs> but the secret ingredient is not the bacon fat. Okay. Um, the secret Cocoa little aminos. ingredient is cocoa aminos. <laughs> I actually put a drop of cocoa aminos in it. And that's why everybody thinks my green bean casserole is good. I'm telling you, it's my secret ingredient. Not so secret anymore. Right. But... If you guys find Seriously. if you guys find the big thing if of your Cocoa Amino sells it, buy I have, all of it. I have a PO box. <laughs> is the moral of the story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagining like a broken, sticky <laughs> package. I would use every drop that I could. <laughs> Not even mad. Where's this from? California? Oh, it's like barely been in, in this. Barely. Box. If any of you know we'll strain the glass people out. that work at Costco and can like fix this problem that we're having, that would be Maybe great. Maybe we should write a letter to Costco. I am going to write a strongly worded letter. Tell us about your gravy. Does it have cocoa oh, aminos? It does not have okay. cocoa aminos. Well. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say that gravy is really important for Thanksgiving, but also just in general. Um, sometimes you buy rotisserie chicken at the store and it's like dry, yeah, and not that good. No, gravy fixes that. Oh, um, are you insecure about your mashed potatoes? <laughs> gravy, Joy. I made the worst twice baked mashed potatoes the other day, and I don't know what I did. Why were they? Wor- they were. It was horrible. It was horrible, huh. and I'm so sorry because we had guests. But something happened. Is it because I used like little baby creamer potatoes? And that was super, a huge mistake. I wouldn't think so. Okay. Well, I used the baby creamer potatoes. How do, how were they horrible? The taste? The texture. texture? They, it, they were, it was almost like a gel, honestly, which I don't even know how that's possible. And then also, um, I vastly, uh, I tend to purposefully overestimate how much garlic I needed, but like I vastly overestimated. But it was like gel. How do you? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Before. It was horrifying. These potatoes turning to gel. Gravy couldn't have fixed these potatoes. I mean, they get kind of like gloopy. No, they weren't. But they were. Like I would gel. have taken gloopy. They were like gel, which doesn't make any sense. I feel like I'm saying jail like that girl from Teen Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she was always like, "I don't want to go to jail," and every time I say jail, I'm just like hearing that. Anyway, <laughs> okay. This is really off topic. Man, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if gravy can You've never fix made jelly gel. potatoes. <laughs> Only I could have made potatoes. The, I jelly. mean, those little creamer potatoes are usually delicious. Yeah, those I buy the those are the only ones I buy. Yeah. Anyway, I learned my lesson. I'm never going to use those again to make for twice baked. Never. Mm-mm. Interesting. I'd be so interested to know what happened. There. I know what happened. Can we follow the science on this one? Because I don't even know what it, I don't even know what that science was. If somebody knows what would turn mashed potatoes into gel, please four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I really actually. So um, I do have a recipe recommendation for Ooh. gravy. I okay. don't have a lot of recipes that I just go by the book, but pretty much. <laughs> Anything that Ina Garden, which is the Barefoot Contessa, yes, uh, makes, mm-hmm. you should just go by the book. But okay. I do want to give a slight caveat, which is that um, some of her recipes require lots of ingredients that you might not have. Oh, like what? Or just like large quantities of an ingredient. Um, okay. But like, well, she has a great brownie recipe, but okay. it takes like... I think it's like two pounds of chocolate and she doesn't want chips. She wants you to like get a big block of chocolate and like shave it off. So she just has a very particular way of doing things. It's because she lives in the Hamptons and she has, she has a cheese shop. She doesn't go to fries and pick out cheese. 
she's, she's not like the rest of us. The, yeah, she's really not. <laughs> she's better than all of us. Um, she has a. Fl- she doesn't. I was about to say she has a flower shop, but she doesn't need one because she has her own private garden right. in the Hamptons. Right. So, um, just keep that in mind that she's fancy and better than you. Right. When you're making one of her recipes, but really, she is pretty tried and true. I was also going to recommend Re Drummond, of course. Of course. And I was going to recommend a website called Brown Eyed Baker, which is a great resource. Okay. I hate, there's, oh my gosh. What do you have against people with green eyes? <laughs> well, I have green eyes, but, um, <laughs> you know, so nothing. Okay. Um, Just checking. Uh, but uh, I, I think so many people fall victim to bad internet recipes. Oh, yeah. I have done it so many times. We've all... Who, like who among us? You you get sort of an instinct for cooking, and you're going through this recipe, and you're like, this just doesn't seem, seem like right. it's going to turn out okay. Uh-uh. Um, trust that instinct. Uh, yeah. Trust yes, it. every time. Trust it. Yep. <laughs> and those are some people I would recommend you go to if you really don't want all that nonsense in your life Mm-mm. brown eyed baker is a tons of recipes and you know even if you make little variations or whatever but sure the stuff is solid. solid you don't have to worry about okay being like hmm it says to cook this pie for 15 minutes and then it'll be done <laughs> that cannot that be seems right wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's but definitely yeah, not right yeah so sh- shame on me for believing the internet I mean, I've been there. There's been times where I've like, who to believe on the internet. yeah, exactly. There's been times where I've cooked a meal and then like something just went, oh, okay. Well, the joke in our family is the lemon chicken. So one time I thought lemon chicken, that's what fancy people who have their lives put uh-huh. together make lemon chicken. So I Googled it and I read this recipe and I was like, yeah, this, I can do this. That's easy. I have all these ingredients, whatever. Okay, I need you to understand (laughs) that this recipe called for one and a half pounds of chicken and two cups (laughs) of lemon juice. And me, who has never cooked with lemon juice before, the only thing I have done with lemon That's juice... That's a lot of lemon juice. ...was the summer after seventh grade when I poured lemon juice in my hair because I thought it would make me more oh, blonde. Okay. Right. Okay. That's what I know. All right. About lemon Fair juice. Enough. Is that one time I wore it in my hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I <laughs> cook this chicken with... And one and a half this pounds... lemon juice garnished with chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and it was honestly... The kids still laugh about it. We all still laugh about it. Like, it was honestly one of the worst things I've ever tasted. And I've eaten at CeCe's Pizza. Like, <laughs> and you've had a and I've gone Chipotle to Peter Piper. soup. And I've had Chipotle soup. Okay. Like, I have had all the worst foods. <laughs> and this food, like, as it was cooking, it was so acidic. Did it even smell good? Being in the kitchen was painful. (laughs) And the whole time, as I'm cutting this up and I'm serving and I'm making plates, the whole time I'm saying to Eric, I'm like, I mean, I just, I went by the recipe. Like, I don't understand. Sometimes they do you dirty. It was, honestly, I I told everyone, please throw it away. It was not edible. Right. It, it, you could not eat it. If, unless... I mean, unless you had no taste buds, like your taste buds unless were you burned. COVID, unless you had COVID. Which I'm assuming didn't. I felt honestly, you could have tasted my lemon chicken on COVID. Like <laughs> that, honestly, COVID and had nothing And even then you'd be like, this. I just taste lemon. You'd be like, this is too much. <laughs> I can't taste and I know this is bad. Um, so we still laugh. Sometimes like I'll be cooking or something and I'll be like, I don't know how this is going to go. And my 11-year-old will be like, well, it's not lemon chicken. Right. And like, where, are we, where are we on a scale from lemon chicken <laughs> to, to this? <laughs> We're going to survive because it's not lemon chicken. So all that to say, I'm... <laughs> wow, yeah. Two cups of lemon. That's... I think that's more than they... 
recommend for using for like making lemonade yes (laughs) or maybe it's about there (laughs) it was horrible so all that to say the internet internet recipes can absolutely do you dirty they lie like even if they tell you a whole story right even even if you've read the whole story even if they tell you what a lemon is wasn't one of us gonna write like a story where like there's this serial killer who was actually like telling, like admitting oh, yeah, to yeah. their crimes, right? But just nobody, everyone was just like in their to recipe, recipe blog. But everybody was just jumping to the jump recipe. to recipe, like a cereal food poisoner. Huh. That's weird. Okay, well, but how many but le- what? cups of lemon juice? Two put cups. In here? Oh, you know what? A serial killer probably wrote yeah, that recipe. That's now probably that we just found that person. Now I, I just need know. to find that recipe. How much lemon goes in things? <laughs> two cups? Two cups. You like look at all of their lemon-based recipes and it's just, <laughs> just two, two cups. cups across the board. No matter what it is. <laughs> Killing everybody. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, so you're absolutely right. If you right. get if you get a bad well, feeling. Well, that's what I that's what I was thinking. I was like we got to re- we got to warn people against that and then we got to give them a few recommendations for where where it's safe. Yeah, where there's no where lemon serial killers going. I don't going know where there. it's safe. I mean, I feel like people are safe. Yes. Pe- friends, trusted friends. Ina, Reed Drummond, Brown Eyed Baker, and people you know. And people That's you it. know, yeah. Not everybody can talk to our pastor's wife, who's an amazing cook and baker. Yeah. She's mine. I had the... I'm already making her busy. She's teaching me <laughs> sourdough. So I had the privilege of shadowing her for a few Christmases. Man, before. that explains everything. So, yeah. It's Just... really... Yeah. If you feel like you're not... So, well, yeah. Okay. I had a few of my recommendations were more recommendations, not really recipes or traditions. But they're like borderline. Sure. But I was going to recommend that if you're a young person and you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to celebrate a few Christmas seasons. And what I mean by that is like maybe help prepare dinner mm-hmm. or ask them what goes into some of their traditions. Mm-hmm. Sort of spend time during the season with someone who really loves Christmas or hosting or hospitality, whatever. Um, That can be a great way to kind of teach yourself that skill. Um, I also think that you should, um, if people have stuff going on in your church, Mm -hmm. you should bring meals to people Mm -hmm. um, and there's no pressure to, you know, keep it simple. If you're not a great cook, you don't definitely don't want to feed people horrible food. But if you keep it simple, there's a lot of stuff that you can't really mess up. And cooking stuff that's not so great is sometimes just a part of learning yep. how to cook. And it's just a part of, I mean, even if someone's a great cook and they follow a bad recipe, you're done, you know? Right. Um, but so I think that... uh. I think basically my recommendation is learn how to host people, mm-hmm. learn how to be hospitable. Um, and then I was going to say, uh, you know, once you've learned those things, do them whether or not you totally feel like you have right. the capability. Yeah. Um, you may be the, sorry, I'm getting texts from about things that don't matter right now <laughs> but they were right in the middle of my thought um uh, you're saying do it anyway like yes, if you, you're so like, not gonna learn unless so, you do it well so i'm in a position where i'm in an apartment i'm also the only pr- person who is willing for whatever reason to host christmas there mm-hmm. for my dad's side and it's important to me that we all spend time together so right. i know i don't have right a nice big living room and I know I can't fit 45 people in my apartment, but we have at the last minute thrown some events there and we've had yeah. 15 people in my apartment mm-hmm. and everyone was sitting and nobody was like, man, I had a horrible time because right. there were so many people. Right. Um, so what I'm saying is, or, you know, it's like, well, I don't have a lot of money. Um, you should, you should host people. I'm not saying take out a credit card so that you can host people. Right. I'm saying host people within your means, but don't, um, my recommendation is don't look at your situation and go, well, I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Um, so I won't. What I'm saying is um, in general and specifically for this time of year, invest 
in hospitality, invest mm-hmm. in becoming a better hostess. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are good. Those are good things mm-hmm. for right now. Yeah. As we lead into the holidays and all the time. So right now is a great opportunity to mm-hmm. work some of those muscles mm-hmm. and uh, you will. I mean, the joys are endless. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to host people. It's fun to have great conversation. It's fun to eat good food. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if you don't eat good food, it's fun to laugh. Yep. <laughs> Love and <laughs> chicken, baby. Right. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're going to have a friendship. And the origin story starts with, one time I tried to feed my friend. <laughs> I tried to feed this random stranger lemon chicken. And now we're best friends. So um, this is a little bit off topic, but not really... Uh, somebody was asking, I thought it was, there was a really great thread I saw the other day, but somebody was asking like, Hey, if you bring somebody a meal, what do you bring? And it was so fun to read the thread, um, to see what levels people were at. But my number one recommendation is to make a big fat tray of bacon fried rice. (laughs) And that's pretty much if I sign up to bring a meal, unless your um, notes say, like, I hate rice, I'm probably going to bring you bacon fried rice. And the reason is it's bacon, it's a lot of veggies, and it's eggs, and it's rice. And most people like those things. And if it's a family with a lot of kids... They'll eat all of it. The ki- yeah. kids love it, but it's also packed with veggies. Right. But it's so good, you don't really notice that it's packed with yeah. vegetables. It's like a fake comfort food. Yeah. It's like actually got good things in there, but... Yes. But it tastes you like you're eating bacon and eggs. Right. But you're eating a lot of veggies. And, and the secret ingredient is the cocoa aminos. So, it always is. Um, just so you know. <laughs> so it's never, it's never two cups of lemon juice, and it's always, always. at least one dash of at least a dash. <laughs> if I love you, two dashes. <laughs> um, I yeah, I made some. I took a meal to some friends, and we did uh, lettuce wraps. Oh, cocoa aminos. Cocoa aminos. Do it. Obviously, do it. This should just be the cocoa Get it. aminos. Buy episode. it. <laughs> That's that's all you need. Um, um, my theological thought. <laughs> okay. Um, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, because we, I want to be hospitable. Because I'm so busy, I have to plan my hospitality. Right. That doesn't mean if somebody like just dropped by, I couldn't. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't plan this, so please leave. That's not the moral. Time, time to start the lemon chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did you show up and announced? Good thing I bought more lemon juice today. <laughs> Out of cocoa. It's aminos. just hilarious because two cups of lemon, two cups of lemon juice, juice actually requires quite a few lemons. Like I know. it was like the whole bottle. Honestly, yeah, right. it was really disappointing. Yeah, but anyway, um, I think there is a what when you think of the worst, the bad side of the holidays. When you think of the holidays are coming up and I have a bad feeling in my mouth, I think what most people would say it is, is like the materialism Mm -hmm. or the commercialism. And I actually think it goes beyond that. I think that's a symptom of a lack of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I think if you want to have a bad taste in your mouth over the holidays... You need to be in the practice of being ungrateful. And whenever I think of the word ungrateful, because, I mean, are you guys tired of hearing this from me yet? Um, The first passage of scripture I had to memorize as a kid was Romans 1. And so just my whole life, ungratefulness, I hear it in Romans 1. In verse 21, when he says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. So it wasn't until I was an adult that I really made that connection between they knew God, but they didn't honor him or give thanks. And as a result, 
their thinking became useless and their hearts became dark. So Paul's like, he literally makes this connection between not being grateful to God and having a darkened heart and mind. And so if you have an un, if you have a darkened heart and mind, what are we, we're not celebrating the same things, right? Like what friendship does darkness have with light? Right. And so if you, it is difficult, I think sometimes to, well, not sometimes it's difficult to celebrate with darkened hearts and minds because Mm -hmm. you don't celebrate the same things. And so there's like this, there's this painfulness there, but like the crux, like the real hinge is like honoring God, being grateful to God, dishonoring God, not being grateful to God. And so when we think of hospitality and this season, like that whole like thankfulness thing of Thanksgiving, like it really, I think there's a danger in it being trite, but I also think you can't practice real hospitality without honoring God and being thankful. And so I really do think, I know this sounds weird, but I think you can taste it in your food. I think you can taste it in the atmosphere. I think you can just feel it all around you that uh, this, like there's a difference between the house that is full of thankfulness to God and then the house that isn't. And it's true you that mean it's, there's a difference between the casserole made of hatred and the pure, loving <laughs> the, pure the pure casserole. Yeah. <laughs> That's a book club callback. Y'all are just going to have to join book club. Um, so all that to say, um, I think, you know, maybe you're not a great cook or maybe you haven't figured out your traditions or maybe this year is just really different. But if you want to make a difference for your family or your guests, you can't be a loving, hospitable host if you are not thankful. So it's not about making everybody else thankful for what you're doing. If you go into it like, I am going to do such a good job that everyone's going to be so thankful for me and my work, (laughs) Um, I think this will not go well for you. This will be stressful. Um, You have to be the one as you're preparing the food. You have to be one that's thankful for the work, thankful for the food, thankful that you're able to be hospitable, thankful for those things. And that is what's going to make the entire ambiance of this right one that is a pleasing aroma versus a lemon chicken aroma and don't forget to memorize romans one (laughs) (laughs) the moral of my story (laughs) that's good yeah i think that well and that's i think that's especially important when you have you're having people over that probably I'm assuming a lot of us uh, have people over that aren't believers or maybe have a not-so-discipled theology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's it's a huge... Um, it is a... It's an enormous opportunity for your family to see you working hard mm-hmm. and being cheerful and being thankful. Mm-hmm. And that really does just come across without you needing to say those words specifically when you are really mm-hmm. thankful and cheerful and happy to serve others. Mm-hmm. There's no words necessary. Usually it's beautiful decorations and food. Those are the things that <laughs> right. kind of show. Those are like yes. the physical the outward fruits. sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. I had one more thing, but okay, it wasn't me. as deep as yours. Oh, it doesn't need to be. Um, you know me in Romans one, just always it's just just always hanging always, out. I mean, it's always on my mind. It should be. <laughs> it should be. Uh, my final recommendation and a tr- tradition and something that you can pass on and all this stuff is to learn um, a discipline that makes a good gift. Hmm. So. Um, I mean, especially in the days of TikTok, I feel like everyone mm. is 
wanting to find this like very cool hobby or product that they can create. But whatever you like to do, do you yeah. like to make tumblers? Like learn, yeah. but learning to do something, you don't have to learn to do something to start like an empire, a craft empire. Right. You can just say, <laughs> craft like, hey, I want to learn how to do macrame, and that way right. I can be um, shrewd with my money. As the year goes on and I can make certain people this gift, this gift that's Mm -hmm. still handmade. It's still made with love. It's not generic. It's not just like, here, let me just give you whatever. Right. Um, And that can be used Mm -hmm. as uh, a gift to Mm -hmm. give to other people. Um, Most of us probably have more friends that we'd like to give gifts to than our budget Mm -hmm allows so that's a great opportunity and you know play to your strengths like I said there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of different hobbies flying around mm-hmm. you know things are popular embroidery all that kind of thing if you're great at those things great you found right. you found it if sewing and needles and stuff is for you wow I'm so happy for you <laughs> um, but you know it might be food canning um right vanilla uh extract like whatever you um kind of have a natural bent towards turn it into a gift uh it's it's just a little practical piece of advice that I'm trying to insert into my own life it's wise but yeah and then you learn you know something and then your kids can start helping you when the oh, time, yeah. some people do like tamales, some mm-hmm. people, you know, there's a million different things, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. Amen to that. I hope y'all are ready. I hope you're excited. Oh my gosh. We're so excited. Thanksgiving. It's coming. It's coming for you. I'm making sourdough. Ooh, it's going to be nice. great. I'm going to be, this is going to be my first Thanksgiving ever. Not in Arizona. Oh, that's weird. Oh, wait a minute. No, I had one. I had okay. one Thanksgiving in Virginia. Okay. Um, but other than that, okay, got it. Town. So I'll be making a few things, just because. Right. But it's obviously easier to host the whole thing in your own kitchen. But sure. not all my family lives here. Right. So it'll be fun, though. I'm looking forward to it. We're driving. I know. We'll see how that'll be. It'll be with a toddler. It'll be the alternative great. is masks, though. Yeah, that's not an alternative. That's not an alternative for us. So. There is no alternative. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Well, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Support us or join book club at patreon.com slash sheologians. We're going to get you guys to join book club. Yes. It's not so just fun. Not because, like... <laughs> it's not just because like it's our thing that we did like it's really very enjoyable it's really fun you should do it uh i just think our the people we have in book club are the best they're the best people they're so fun and the people that aren't in book club are the worst <laughs> it's like are you a cocoa amino or are you a lemon chicken right which one are you gonna be <laughs> Oh, no. We should stop. (laughs) All right. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. See ya. (laughs) This is what that lemon serial killer (laughs) plays as her victims slowly fade off from lemon (laughs) poisoning. What is this song? Is this on your gym playlist?